welcome to another episode of Christian Ricky and the title of today's episode is who you say I am hashtag not of this world so um, identity is one of the most important things that we have to understand about ourselves and knowing who we are what makes us tick and what makes us laugh what gets on our nerves and what brings us joy those are some essential things to name because that understanding affects literally everything we do no personal identity affects how we look at life, how we deal with conflict, and even who we get to um, into relationships with. And when we don't know identity, we just end up chasing meaningless things and sinful experiences just to find ourselves and see how far we can go in experiencing life fully and completely um, to try and be someone we're not. So your true identity hides somewhere much more precious than things and experiences. So today I am actually joined by Kuda Chimeza. Did I say that right? Yes. Okay, cool. Yes, I'm joined by Kuda, um, Kuda Chimeza. How are you doing, Kuda? I'm great. How are you? I'm great. I'm doing so great. I'm so happy to have you. I'm really so honored that you agreed to do the conversation with me. And I know you are <clears throat> hashtag identity chats queen. So um, Kuda is passionate about identity and she believes that it's linked to every aspect of our lives, which is literally what you're going to discuss today and is a great influence to thought and behavior. In that regard, she hosts a series of Instagram um, lives, which are called hashtag identity chats, where she and her guests talk about um, interaction between identity and different aspects of life, addressing everything from faith to fashion and everything in between. And she hopes to see a generation of self-aware young people rising to the occasion fulfilling their purpose and making a meaningful change to the world in their different capacities and environments. That is a mouthful. That's why I call her identity queen, guys. That is why I call her identity queen. Did you hear that? Um, and Kuda is a Christian who is passionate about sharing her faith, especially with young people. She's also an attorney who specializes in project finance and has worked on a number of infrastructure development projects varying, from, varying in size, nature, and value. And she believes that this is her contribution to development of the African continent. Yeah, that's an intro. That is an intro for days. Thank you for the introduction. I'm honored to be here. I'm so excited. I mean, I've been listening to a podcast, so being a guest here is, is really quite an honor for me. Thank oh, you. That's, uh, that means a lot. Thank you so much. So let's get straight into it, right? Identity chats. Um, I know that you've been doing... Uh, the reason why I call you identity queen is because you're actually like a, a student of identity if that makes sense where you go around and you find people to have conversations with about identity and not just um, what we're going to talk about today identity in Christ but just identity in general uh, what society says identity with um, gender roles you know just a whole lot of different things so what comes to mind when you think of the words identity an image, what is the first thing that pops up in your mind? So I'd have to say, just based on what I've learned so far, identity is who you are at the core, right? Mm. So outside of your job, outside of your family, outside of your name, outside of your education, you know, who are you? And, you know, that's, that's what I think of when I hear the word identity, the way you behave, the way you think um, in private and in public. Those mm. are all aspects of, of who you are. An image, I think, is is how other people see us and mm -hmm. how we see ourselves, right? Yeah. So, for instance, you know, um, 
we all these days have social media. We all have an image that we put out. You know, we find all of our um our friends and our family sort of editing their Instagram accounts so that it looks a certain way. Like we portray a certain image to the world about who we are. Mm. There's a slight difference between um image and identity because images are created. Whereas identity, sometimes, you know, we find ourselves <laughs> with certain aspects of identity without even really thinking about, um, you know, implementing that. So, obviously, um, your identity shapes who you are, how you think, why you do the things you do, why you keep the friends you keep, why you interact the way you interact. And it's basically the basis and the core of who we are. And that's what you just said. And I love that. Um, so we are talking about what um, our identity is in Christ. And the reason why I hashtagged not of this world is because um, the Bible basically tells us how we are not of this world and how also the world tries to, well, not tries to, that's what just what happens. Um, our identity is defined by who the world says we are most times, what media says to us what we see on TV, how music videos, the kind of music we listen to, the clothes we wear, um, the kind of work that is seen as, you know, more superior than other work, just a whole lot of things define people's identity. But what are some of the things that um, scripture says we are? Who does um, God say we are as followers of Christ? What is our identity? Why do we say we are hashtag not of this world? Mm, that's so good. Um, I think the first thing is actually a bit of a, a funny point for me. So followers of Christ are called Christians, right, mm -hmm. all over the world. And, you know, I, I learned recently that that was actually meant as a slur. Like, it wasn't a compliment. People were like, oh, those Christians, you know, <laughs> like mm -hmm. when, the, when the first Christians started. And I found that so interesting because these days that's something that we're proud of. You know, we walk into different spaces and we proudly say, I'm Christian. Mm. Or at least when we're asked, like, what, what what our beliefs are, then we say, I'm Christian. So I found it a bit funny that, like, you know, it started as a slur. It wasn't a compliment at all or, or something yeah. that's just been identifying us in a positive way. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, that aside, I think Christians, like you said, are followers of Christ, right? And the moment that we give ourselves to Christ, our lives to Christ, we take on a new identity. And I love that. Like it's in the scriptures. Like we have so many examples of scriptures um, that talk about our new identity in Christ. And I think it's like such a, a great journey to sort of figure out like what does that mean to say that like you know I have a new identity in Christ. Mm. And we have scriptures like throughout. If you read Galatians, Hebrews, Ephesians, that talks about what it means to be. Um, having that new identity in Christ, it says that we've been adopted yeah. into the family of God. And I love that. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm now part of a new family, a great family, which is marked by things like love, right? Mm. So I think, yeah, I think that's, that's beautiful. And like being, having a new identity in Christ also means, you know, something that, <laughs> that's close to my heart. Like for people who are forgiven of all our sins, I think a lot of us, well, a lot of people in the world right now are walking around with a lot of guilt, with a lot of shame yeah. because of the things they've done. But the Word of God tells us that, like, in our, with our new identity in Christ, we're forgiven of our sins. And there's a scripture in Isaiah that says, you know, though your sins were as red as scarlet, they shall now be as white as snow. Mm. We're cleansed, you know, we're given a new image, um, like what we're talking about. And we're people who walk with the Holy Spirit. 
you know there's no need for all of us to be worried um about things you know just dressing about life or even what we're going to say in an interview like you know down to that detail because the word says that we have the holy spirit who teaches us all things and i take that very literally like yeah. all things <laughs> um and who's our comforter who's our friend you know who gives us joy and peace of mind so you know those are all the different things that um fall into our new identity in Christ. Yeah, that is so good. You know, while I was preparing for this conversation during this week, actually, I had a revelation and how, I mean, I've always heard this, but I think it just hit me this week more than ever, where, um, you know, the Bible says that we we have been adopted into the kingdom of God and mm-hmm. we have an inheritance, you know, and this has been um, us taking up our new identity and becoming an adopted child of God. And also how um, in order for you to get an inheritance, someone needs to die first for you to get an inheritance. And yeah. that's what happened when Christ died first. He died. That's why we get an inheritance. Someone has to die first. And that was just such an eye opener for me. And it's just like, girl, you actually quite... Let me not say rich, but you are, you don't need for anything. You have an inheritance from God. Like you, do you understand that? Like, I think that hit me, the weight of that hit me so much this week. I was like asking myself, like, what, why do we, why do you think are some of the things that hold us back from believing that, hey, actually child, you need for nothing. You have everything you need. But it sounds like a, a truth that is so hard to believe because, like, but I'm still broke. But my car still breaks down. But I'm still like this and still like that. I mean, it's so hard to believe that. You know, what are some of the things that you think hold us back from that? Is it social media, society, or just our own thoughts, I guess? I think I, think I just want to start by saying that's such an amazing revelation, you know? Um, just understanding that because, like, understanding who God is helps you to understand, like, the advantages that you now have in life, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, you've just pointed out, like, God, like, you know, being a child of God means you're rich. And, like, you know, we know, like, God created everything. He owns everything. Like, he's not <laughs> impressed by money, you know? Exactly. <laughs> and, like, there's a scripture which says, like, he owns you know, the cattle on a th- the cattle on a thousand hills. Like we really shouldn't be stressing about things like money, you know? And I think because we don't really think about it that way. Like we don't think about, oh, I'm a child of God who own all of these things. Um, we then like tend to like spend a lot of our time stressing about like finances mm. and like, you know, what's gonna happen. But I think, you know, one of the reasons why we struggle to accept our new identity is it sounds like it's too easy. You know, <laughs> like we've, yeah. we've been raised in a culture where you have to work and strive for everything, like things like school, like, you know, how many years, like we spent 13 years, well, I spent 13 years in school, like <laughs> learning just so I can apply and like qualify to go to university and learn some, like some more, mm. you know, um, even like just things, if you want to get something, you have to work hard, get the money, go and pay for it, uh, you know, get it delivered to you. It's like always a process. There's always a lot of work involved in everything we do. So like when when you hear that now you have a new new identity in Christ, it just feels like mm, not quite. I feel like I should do something mm. um, to earn this. But you know the the word of God t- tells us that it's not 
not about our works, it's just about our faith. So I think a lot of us struggle with that. Like, it sounds like it's too easy. Yeah. And then another thing is, well, something that actually a friend of mine told me recently. She says that, you know, when you accept Christ, right, and you give your life to Christ, although things have changed for you spiritually or in your heart, right, mm. your physical life doesn't actually change. So you'll still go back home to the same bed. Yeah. You'll go back home to the same job. Yeah. And because, like, those things which you see physically are not changing, it feels like nothing has changed. So, sure. you know, our thinking doesn't immediately change. Mm. And the influence and of the world is still there. It's not like it disappears absolutely. as well. Mm. Absolutely. And, like, you know, a, a good example for me is I went to a meeting with, like, a few young people a few years ago. And this guy was living with his girlfriend, right? Mm-hmm. And then he was invited to this youth meeting at a church, and he was like, oh, like, you know, he decided that actually I want to do something different with my life. And he asked one of the leaders a question, like, what am I going to do now? Like, I still live with my girlfriend. Should I go and tell her to move out? Like, <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> so that's tricky. a practical example mm. of, like, as much as, like, your heart has changed, you know, your life back home still remains the same. And I think... Those are some of the things that make keep us thinking the same way and acting the same way because our physical circumstances haven't really changed. Mm. Mm. Okay, so let's let's get practical. So um, the Bible says that we are made in God's image, right? So we are made in His image. We are basically um, Him, um, copy and paste. I guess I could say it like that. John four twenty four says that God is spirit. So since God does not have a physical body, right? And we are made in his, we are not made in his physical image. What are some of the ways that we are made in God's image? I don't know if that makes makes sense. Um, Yeah, yeah, so we are made in his image, but obviously like we don't look like God (laughs) physically, but because God is spirit, that means that we are like him in spirit, I would assume. That's what it says. Um, I, I think that's a good question. Very thought-provoking. Because, um, yeah, you do really have to think about it. But I think if we look around the world, then we'll see, like, characteristics of who God is in other people. You know, mm. we see creativity in our friends and family members. Like, you know those people that if they draw something, you're just like, wow, how did you think of that? Mm. I think that's a characteristic of God. Like, when you go into nature and you look at, like, birds that, like, you know, you don't see ordinarily, and you're like, wow, so God made this, you know. Mm. <laughs> so I think that's like one of the ways in which um, we express that um, image of his that we're created in. And you find some people that are just so smart, like, and we know that our God is intelligent, you know, because of all the things that we see, like the fact that, like, you know, DNA, for example, like you put of those little things. that like, if I just do this little, um, you know, if I... <laughs> Put in this little gene, it's going to carry on for generations and generations. Mm. So when we see intelligence in other people, that's, you know, again, a characteristic of God. That's an example of how we're made in His image. Some people are filled with so much forgiveness and kindness. You know, those people that, like, no matter what you do to them, they'll always be in a position to forgive you. Like, I mean, I'm not one of those people. I'm trying (laughs) to learn to be that person. Yeah. But there are those people that are just so forgiving. And, like, that reminds me of God. Like, the scriptures tell us that, like, when we ask God for forgiveness and we repent, you know, he forgets our sins. 
and it feels like that like when you've wronged someone so much and they, they forgive you and they still love you and like not from a distance genuinely loving you like asking how you are like checking up on you making sure you're okay even though you know what you did to them mm. i see god in that so i think it's like the different um really positive characteristics that we see in people that don't seem natural i think that's that's an expression of how we're made in god's image mm. That's good. All right, so um, this is a personal one, but what would you say are some of the things that you have allowed to define you um, apart from who God says we are? When God said that you're fearfully and wonderfully made, what are some of the lies that you would tell yourself and that you believed for a while and you just had to allow God to break those beliefs that you had about yourself, if you don't mind me asking? No, no, I don't. I think that's an essential question in my I guess I can call it identity journey where I've just been learning um, who I am and like what I'm allowing myself to define myself by. Mm. Um, I've been asking myself what are some of the things I've defined myself as. And it's been like a range of things, you know, things, everything from my complexion to my job. Mm. So, <laughs> uh, when I was in primary school, it it seemed like, you know, the pretty girls were the girls that were light in complexion. Mm-hmm. And like I developed an insecurity over that. Um, I like really tried really hard to like not be, not be dark, but you know that's something that you can't change. <laughs> mm. And like I've identified myself by my race, you know. Like a lot of things in my life, I realized I was making about race when it when when it wasn't really, you know. Um, I've identified myself by my culture, by my family, like my biological family, um, my job, like you know, like when people used to ask me like to tell them about myself. For a long mm. time, the first thing I'd say was, I'm a law student. Yeah. Or I'm an attorney. Mm. And, like, that's what I really wanted people to know about me because for some reason I felt like, you know, that's, that's something that people will respect. Um, mm. I've identified myself with, like, things, you know? <laughs> like, when the first thing I wanted people to know about me was, you know, my car or, you know, all these little things that are not really who I am. But that's what I wanted. Like, I was creating an image. Yeah. Sure. So, and I think it took me a long time to realize I was doing that. Because it only comes out when someone says, tell me about yourself. You know? (laughs) Like, most people don't generally walk around thinking, like, hmm, who who do I I say I am? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I realized that, like, a lot of the time, I'd always, like, mention things like my job, my family, my aspirations, you know, Mm. what I want to do with my life. Um, or like my background, you know, like the things that I felt like would people would, um, like people would sympathize with or people would relate to. Um, those are the things that I used to bring up, but those are just things. That's not who I am. Mm. And I've had to like sit down and be like, who really? Who are you really? Yeah. And like of late, like literally only recently, did I start saying I'm a child of God? Yes. Like. It's only a recent thing where that has been the first thing that I say. And because of that, like, it's influenced my behavior. It's influenced how I see myself, how I talk about myself and others, um, my thought processes, like, my decision-making. So, mm. you know, how you define yourself and, like, what you are allowed to define you affects all those areas of your life. Like you said in the beginning, like, it affects things like who you date. Mm. It's, so how how would it look like to base our identity on the way that God sees us? What would that look like? 
which could obviously be like the opposite of what the world says or who you've grown to be because I mean I think it will be easier if um you got your new Christ identity if I could say that when you were a kid because you haven't really been influenced so much but for me now you're like in your 20s you're almost 30 or you're in your 30s you're like so old and there's been so much that has been fed to you the way you see yourself is it's it's just been long engraved on you that it's so hard because like you said you yes your heart has changed but you still come back to the same environment the same world the same vogue gotta look skinny to be pretty and light skin and have the silky hair but you know kinky hair is unprofessional apparently yeah, <laughs> you know and stuff yeah. like that so it's how do we what would it look like to not care about those things and just focus on when someone asks you to tell me about yourself and be like I am a you know this this and that that God says I am I think I like that you touched on like aspects of physical appearance because I think that's like the biggest insecurity that most people have right and I think the the big difference when you accept your identity in Christ is you you become a lot more confident, right? Mm. Because the word of God tells us that we're fearfully and wonderfully made, like you said. Um, and if you accept that, if you believe that, hey, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made, that God took time to make me, like he cared about me. He knows the number of hairs on my head. Yes. And to him, I'm beautiful. I'm the apple of his eye. If you believe things like that, you're more confident then when you're like constantly blasted with images on social media about what the perfect body should look like, what the perfect skin color is, what the perfect, you know, hair texture is, mm. that kills your confidence slowly but surely. But on the other hand, like when you've accepted um, your new identity and you actually take it on and practice it, you find that you're more confident, you know? Yeah. Um, I think it's also things like peace. You know, the word of God tells us in Philippians, that we've been given um, this spirit of peace, um, a sound mind, like inexplicable peace in Christ. And, like, if you just know that, like, I don't need to worry about anything, like, I don't need to stress, like, God already knows my tomorrow, like, you find yourself more in a peaceful state. Yeah. Then, like, you know, in the world where it's constantly like, you know, <laughs> what are you doing with your life? Um, where are you going? Like, you have all this anxiety because, mm. like, people keep changing the goalposts, and, like, there's so many things that we need to fulfill in society, like, so that we're acceptable, so that we're right. And I feel like, you know, that causes, like, a lot of anxiety, depression, like, panic, um, which you don't necessarily experience, like, if you're constantly reminding yourself that actually in Christ I'm filled with peace, I'm filled yes. with the joy of the Lord, that gives me strength. And yeah, <laughs> so I think, yeah, it's the way you think changes mm. with your new identity in Christ. You should definitely also keep reminding yourself of that. One time I, I made like a table where on one side I wrote, um, what is it that I'm feeling? And then on the other side I wrote, what does God say about what I'm feeling? You know, so when I look at myself in the mirror and I feel ugly, then I look at what does God say? God says, you know, um, you're beautiful, my darling. That's somewhere in Songs of Solomon. Well, that's, yeah. And things like, you know, you're fearfully and wonderfully made. And just things to remind you um, who God says you are. And here are some of the things that I gathered that God says you are. He says we are his kids. Um, I'm a child of God. 
Um, I'm a friend of Jesus. You're a friend of Jesus. That's your identity. And you've been justified and redeemed because Christ died for us. And um, you are not one to be condemned. You are set free. And um, you are an heir of God's kingdom. You know, it's just so many things that he says. And we can just focus on those things and on the negative. Because like I said, hashtag, we're not of this world. Because the world will feed us things and most times it's fix your nose um you know act like you're smart say your career first when you ask who you are so you can sound impressive to everyone else but that is not who we are we are we are God's children first (laughs) you still remember where you're from yeah um do you have any last closing thoughts that she would like to share um that's so good I'm going to try that. I'm actually going to make my list in my table. I think that's that's really good. Thank yeah. you for that. I think in closing, you know, um, you know, as we discussed already, our physical situation, like circumstances, don't necessarily change when we become Christians. But that's not something that has to happen. You know, we can actually change our circumstances. We can change our friendships or the things that we're doing with our time so that we're constantly reminded mm. of our new identity. So, you know, spending more time with people of similar beliefs yes. will definitely help. Like if you're going through something and like you speak to a friend who has the same beliefs, they're going to remind you what the word of God says. And that automatically will give you like a little bit more peace about the situation. Mm. They'll pray with you if you need to. And that will remind you like, you know, that God God is a God who answers prayers as opposed to if you're just going to people who don't share your beliefs and telling them that, hey, this is stressing me out. You're yeah. going to reinforce that stress. And, you know, even if they are good people and they try to help you come up with solutions, sometimes those solutions are not in line with your new identity. Yep. So it's not it's not that helpful. So I think, you know, we can, we can make a bit of an effort to just change our physical circumstances and get them to align with our new identity so that we're constantly reminded um, of what the word of God says about who we are and wow. what it means to be not of this world. Mm, that is so good. Not every advice you get aligns with your new identity. You are a new creation. I think we tend to forget that aspect of things that, hey, yes, I'm back in the same world. Well, not back, but <laughs> I'm still, still in the same world because <laughs> I didn't go anywhere. I've just been rebirthed in the spirit, but I'm still in the same world and, you know, not everyone's opinion or the world that does not matter that is not who i am i have a new identity and only that defines who i am kuda thank you so much this has been so awesome um but i just want to leave everyone with these words um friends the more we embrace the truth that god says in his word about who we are when we become in christ the more stable grateful and fully assured we will be in this world um the influence of the world will not affect us so much. Um, we will see it, yes. We will feel it, yes. But it will not shape who we are. It will not become our identity because we know that our the identity that has been said in the word of God, that we are, stays true and is always constant. And that's who we are always. So thank you so oh, much, Peter. <laughs> thank you so much. This has been awesome. I hope you had a great time. Thank you for joining I us. I did. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you. Okay, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, So if you have any comments, please DM me, send me an email, send me a WhatsApp. 
um facebook check out facebook leave a voice note if you're listening on anchor there's like a young plus sign somewhere there you can send a voice note and maybe we might feature it in the next episode um from me and kuda see you next time and thank you so much for tuning in bye bye